Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. It is Sunday, and it is time for our Sunday benediction. This is an opportunity for us to look back at our readings throughout the week. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to the three episodes that we recorded earlier on the different readings for the week, I encourage you to go back and do that. But we look at these again and pick up a few reminders as we move into this next week. Our readings this week all tell us something about God's activity in the world. They are all action-packed readings, you could say. They're sudden, abrupt, all at once. They all carry a sense of risk, a counterintuitive way of being in the world which characterizes the people of God. In our Old Testament reading, Judges 4, 1 through 7, the people of God are in the promised land, but they do not yet rule it, and their relationship to their neighbors, the Canaanites, is complicated. The people are not being faithful to God, but they do evil in the sight of the Lord. And in the midst of such a world, there is a prophetess who is helping solve disputes for Israel. She's a governor, what the book calls a judge. We see very quickly that she speaks for God and she commands armies on his behalf. Deborah represents a drop of faithfulness in a sea of evil. Deborah is different. She hears from the Lord and she exercises the authority that he has given to her. In our epistle reading, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, Paul says that there are those in the world who mumble to themselves these words, peace and security. These are words that were propaganda statements of the Roman Empire at the time. The belief was in Rome, we have peace and security. Rome is our hope. This is the promise of the imperial religion. But that peace was so, so hollow. Rome said they brought peace, but that peace came through dominating everyone who wasn't like them. It wasn't real peace. These are people who live in darkness. And if they trust in false things, they're going to be surprised on the day of the Lord, Paul says. In the same way, we today often cling to notions of security, which are not real either. Paul says that these people are going to be startled one day when disaster strikes and they can't depend on Rome's peace and security. Instead, Paul says, we have as Christians a deeper hope, salvation in Christ. Our gospel reading, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, speaks to the danger of not living in the abundance of the grace that God has given us, about the move towards self-obsession, protectionism, We're not called, blessed, or invited into God's story so that we can hoard it to ourselves. We are called, blessed, and invited to bless the world. Now, our response to this blessing comes out of how we see God. When you think of God, what comes to mind? Is he a stingy, profit-driven overlord trying to make sure that you get everything right? If so, you might turn inwards worried only about getting the right score on the test? Or do you see God as the generous one whose kingdom is constantly working, growing, and bearing fruit? If God is stingy, we often are driven towards getting mine. 
Life becomes all about earning, personal security, and wealth accumulation. If God is generous, our lives are open-handed, overflowing, and bearing fruit. You can see why it is so critical that the church proclaim the message of the God who is generous and has gifted himself. If we paint the picture, as many have, of a stingy, oppressive, taskmaster God, no wonder people don't hear that as good news. Another important thing to do is to separate the difference between condemnation and conviction. Now, as we as the people of God gather Sunday after Sunday, our hope is that we are convicted by the Holy Spirit, that when we are headed astray, when we're moving away from God's best for us, that the Holy Spirit convicts us and points us in the right direction. But conviction comes out of love. Conviction is like when your two-year-old hears your voice of warning when they're headed towards the stove. You love them. You don't want them to touch the stove and to get burned. Condemnation is different. Condemnation is rooted in fear. It's like if your two-year-old believes that their parents don't like them because they're moving towards the stove. The goal is not ever to be afraid of God. That's not what any of these readings should point us to. Grace declares you are invited into this beautiful life of self-giving because of the God who gave God's self for you. When we live this way, we might be surprised at what happens. When we start to give freely, it may be difficult at first. It can be awkward. It means making sacrifices of our time and resources and money. It sometimes means being around, or it always means being around people we wouldn't ordinarily choose to be around. Yet there's also incredible joy. When we give, more is given to us, just like in this parable. And when more is given to us, we don't hoard that, we give that. And we continue to see this beautiful thing that happens in the world by the Holy Spirit when we give out of God's grace. So may we know and rest in the generous love of God in Jesus Christ. And may we live into the rhythms of grace that we might invest it, multiply it, and watch it bear fruit. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.